Sup, fuckers. It's been a bit. Had some crazy indecisiveness happen. I mean, literally, this is the second time that I filmed this podcast. Just because I was like, I've been in a weird mind state for about two to three weeks ever uh, since this one like weird incident. Uh, but it all relates to moving to Miami. And uh, to update all you guys, because I know the number one question from the l- two podcasts or a podcast ago, I think it was one podcast ago when I talked about the front desk lady. First of all, I got so many messages about that. Literally, I went to a wedding after I made that podcast, and the groom was like, dude, I listened to your podcast. That's crazy about the front desk lady. <laughs> so that was really funny. But, uh, yeah, that's no issue. I, I knew they wouldn't, but it's all good. You know, we're all good on that front. I, I just still avoid the front, like the plague. But not to I love this place so much. I love this place. They're even allowing me to like just stick around until I find a solid Miami place, which that's what I'm going to get to right now. Like, uh, uh, it's crazy because the past three weeks, I've only gone through something like this, and I've, I'm so happy to be on the other side of it. I think back right when the coronavirus happened, I shouldn't have said that because I might get demonetized now. But right when fucking, ah, should not have said that. Should not have said that. Right when the virus started, um, my brain, I think sometimes, I don't know if anyone can relate to this. I can only speak for myself. But sometimes my brain will distract itself from the outside world by creating endless amounts of, of scenarios within itself. For example, when uh, I was living my fucking dream life out there in L.A., Hollywood Hills, had such a sick time just living it, really living it. And then coming back to that apartment that I had uh, as a backup in St. Louis, just that crappy apartment, uh, it definitely disturbed me inside. And so, you know, instead of just facing it and just looking at what was going on at the time, I just kind of found a way or I guess my brain kind of found a way to distract itself. I, I mean, I'm one in the same. My brain and I are the same, I would say. And so I would literally, like, I uh, I spent, like, the first, not kidding, two, three weeks, just like what happened with me here. And uh, you really don't understand when you're going through something till you're out of it, uh, something mental. And I'll just be open about that for sure. You know, I'll keep it real on here. I was going through it for sure. And so... Uh, that and oh my god that's weird how it's one year ago so maybe it had something to do with that too the fact that it was exactly one year later it might have had something to do with that maybe my brain just is on that chronological clock where it's like oh this is when we went into this phase uh a year ago sucked but uh with everything going on stores are shutting down there's pandemonium in the streets like i'm going and trying to shop for stuff it's all out of stock I had to sell my i8 for the money for the investing, uh, got a Camry, all this. And I spent an unbelievable amount of my focus and brain space. They call it rent-free or whatever. This was living rent-free big time in my brain. So, like, I just, like, concocted my own problem to avoid uh acknowledging the the crazy problems going on i was still keeping up with it but like mainly in my headspace like um it was the dumbest thing ever 
uh, upgrading my car, like literally, because I got the Camry and I hated the Camry, so I was just like, okay, now it's, I got to get back on. I got to get a Tesla. I got to get a Tesla. So, guys, I remember just like literally, like kind of freaking out in my own head about how like, okay, should I get a Model Three? No, no, no. Go out Model S? No, 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 no. It's crazy even looking back on this to even think I, that this was this legitimately happened to me because I it's, it felt like it was out of my control. And again, it's only happened twice. Um, one being this the past couple of weeks, but definitely not to the level that this was because this was just crazy, crazy. Um, I ended up ordering six different Teslas, in which by means I mean like I ordered a Tesla, I canceled it, and then I'd order a different one and I cancel it, order a different one and then cancel it, order a different one, cancel it, order a different one, cancel it, and then ordered a different one, canceled that, and then I think I finally ordered one. I don't need to get into the details of that. I just knew that something wasn't right. And I would openly, like when I would tell my friends about it, I'm like, I know that this isn't right. I can only explain, like, I understand that this is the stupidest problem to have, but it like, it literally won't leave my brain. And maybe it's just because we're trying to distract ourselves from something that uh, we actually need to focus on. And so in this past, and obviously what was going on back then, but these past couple of weeks, um, a lot's happened since that last podcast. Like I was really thinking about, you know, okay, so this is how it all started. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, I'll go to Colorado for like a month because I love to that same house that I went to last year. And I'm like, you know, yeah, I don't want to really uh, move to Florida. So uh, like uh, right in the summer. So maybe I'll just go to that Colorado house for four months. Let me contact the guy. Contact that. I'm like, okay, cool. This look, it sounds like a plan. He said he'll get the lease over whatever. And then I had the idea of like, um, you know, I'm kind of feeling like I want a dog. And if I'm moving to Colorado, you know, I've wanted a dog my entire life. I believe I've covered it on here, but a beagle puppy since age four, that was what was on my Christmas list until age 17 when I gave up. There's nothing I love more in this entire world than dogs. And I never owned one, but man, do I love playing with them. But uh, I'll get to the, so basically I'm like, well, maybe I can get this dog. And then I just happened to find the most perfect beagle. I talked to the owner while I even put the security deposit down because that just made me so happy. It made me so happy, right? And uh, I talked to the Colorado guy, and he's like, okay, we're going to send over the lease on Monday. He sends over the lease on Monday, and this is after I paid the deposit, and this is after I'm, um, more importantly, mentally uh, mentally in it. Like, I'm big time mentally in it. She's sending me videos. She's sending me pictures. Uh, I'm just in it big time. And so, um, I go through it and the guy sends the lease and in big red text, absolutely no pets. I'm like, well, fuck, maybe he'll make an exception for four months. Cause that, that, like when I saw that, like that kind of just like, oh, that gave me such a, that put me in such a bad mood. That's like what really started it. I'm like, fuck, like that would have been awesome. Like a dog. And I'm like, I don't even want to ask him because I don't want him to just say no again. So I asked him and he, and this is after, this is the next day too. Cause he sent me it at like late at night and I asked him and then he's like, yeah, sure. No problem. And I'm like, whew, holy fuck. So I my, my emotions went straight up the straight down. Like, what am I going to do till like mid or whatever? Okay. Um, and I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this because at that point I was already starting to look at my other options of what I can do 
uh, instead of, of this plan? And would I incorporate the dog if not? And so I'm like, okay, well, I guess I'm going with that. So, but now it's got me thinking. Now it's got me thinking. And then, like, I'm like, oh, no, actually, I'd love to do that. And then he messages, messages me the next day. Actually, the owner, we'd strictly, like, say no pets. But thank you very much for your inquiry. And this is after talking with him for months. So, like, this guy must have hated pets or just allergic or something. Something was not right with that. So, boom. Okay, well, never mind on that plan. But I still would kind of like the dog, right? So then it went on for a while like this for the past, like, three three weeks where I was like, constantly shifting between okay i'll get the dog and then i'll find another place in colorado or or i'll get the dog and i'll stay here and wait for a place in miami or maybe i'll move in with my friend human or oh luca hit me up he might want to he might um he might we might live together or wait oh no that might and then could i get the dog so it was this constant constant cycle of thinking 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 uh, and then one of the other scenarios was with Armin, 50 states in 50 and uh, 100 days, 50 states in 100 days, do that. We could travel and everything. Uh, but then I'm like, you know, uh, if I did that, if I did 50 states in 100 days, I would put all my stuff right here that you see around me in storage and I would be homeless 100 for 100 days. And when I come back, I just hope that it works out in terms of the timing. Like not something that I'm really wanting to do, I've decided. Uh, so then it went back to like, okay, maybe I can get the dog or anything. And then it just went on this huge cycle and this went on for two and a half, three weeks. Like this is why I haven't been posting or anything like that. And it's only the second time. And that's why I want to be very open about it. Cause I, I don't know if other people go through these similar things, but I think I was concocting and just making all of these stories so that I could put all my brain energy and brain thinking into something other than the fact that I'm not going to be moving to California, which is something I really wanted to do my entire life. And I have done three times or maybe no four times, four times, or is it four, four times? Yeah. Four times I moved to LA fourth time was supposed to be the charm, but apparently not. And now it's just like, um, I think I literally was doing all this just to distract myself from the fact that I'm, pretty much having to move to Florida like the what I would pay in state tax in LA is more than I would be paying in rent in Florida you know among many other things between the two states right now uh Miami's definitely fitting me more and so um I don't know that was just a interesting thing to go through and I'm feeling very happy to be on the other side of it finally because I've made a set decision and that decision is I'm going to be Sitting in this unit until uh, I'm not I'm not going to say because I don't want anyone to take my idea. But there's a specific building with a specific floor plan that I'm waiting to become available. And they're and they're they're fairly rare. A couple come a month. Um, Actually, more than a couple. I just I have to check multiple times because I did. And this was uh, uh, this was probably the peak of it yesterday, I think. Yeah, yesterday I had my realtor, uh, one of the units that, if you guys saw me, the my, the Florida real estate's going crazy right now. I check my app ten, uh, five to ten times a day, apartments.com, and I checked at 9 a.m., 12 p.m., and then 2 p.m. At about noon, someone listed something, and it was gone in an hour. And so, fuck, I was like, whatever. But then that became available, right? So I sent my realtor over there. She checked it out, and there's already three realtors already there. 
Okay. And um, she's like, let's make an offer. And I'm looking at it and I'm like, God damn, is that bedroom tiny? Like the bedroom is so small. And it's only a one bedroom. Like I haven't lived in a one bedroom in like two years. Like, but I really love the building so much. It's, I know I always talk about how Miami, a lot of those buildings are like sardine cans stacked to the fucking ceiling. This I like because there's not that many units in comparison to a lot of high rises and the amenities are just incredible. And I don't want to give too many details away because I don't want anybody to see it. But I'm, this is, that's, that's the plan. Like I'm literally just going to be waiting. And all the time I'm going to be making videos here. I'm going to be getting back into my normal routine of things because honestly it was about when did that happen? I would say when I lost out on that townhouse so about a month ago, that's when this weird brain thing happened. And guys, I'm not sitting here and saying, oh, look at my problems. These are fucking not problems at all. I am 100% aware of the for- how fortunate I am to be in the position I am to have. These are my problems currently. Like, And then, um, yeah, so th- that's what I just want to make sure. I'm just saying, like, literally there's something with me where I'll make these, I'll, like, spend so much time thinking about choosing the right choice when there's something that's way deeper that's bothering me and maybe a lot of you can relate to that I don't know I I don't really talk about this like all the time because I usually don't go through it all the time and so um sorry I had to respond to him do a message really quick oh it's time sensitive I usually wouldn't do that (laughs) but um yeah so that's uh I just, about a month ago, I lost out on this townhouse and like, I was, I, I put my emotions in it so quickly, but it gave me a huge lesson to learn about Florida real estate right now. Like you cannot fuck around. If, if you find what you want, you got to go for it. And you know, my realtor found another spot in mid beach. Uh, but then I'm like, damn, I don't know if I want to live right in the middle of like the W and like all the. It's not in South Beach, but it's like North South Beach where it's definitely north of all those restaurants that are on the water where it's just craziness all the time. Like it's like five or six blocks north of there. But still, it's just like it seems very touristy. Um, the And it's just I'm just trying to go off vibes and I'm really vibing with this one spot. So now it's just a matter of how long will it take? Well, honestly... If you want me to be honest, guys, I don't really care how long it takes. As long as it's in the next couple months, which I sh- which it should be, I'm hoping it's in the next couple weeks. I'm just checking all the time, and then once it comes available, once that two bedroom comes available, I'm out of here. I'm out of here because the one bedroom floor plan just would not have worked. Like I'm telling, when I say that the that the bedroom was the size of a king bed. It was actually the actual size of a, a king bed. Well, I don't know. It was 12 feet by 11 feet, whatever whatever that equals. It was, I think it was 12 feet by 11 feet. No. Yeah. Yeah, 12 feet by 11 feet um, in the long areas. There's other spots. But anyway, that's just something I want to hop on here. I'm not going to upload the other podcast because, like, I definitely, like, I barely even remember it. Because, like, literally, I was just so in my head. And I literally just hopped on the podcast just talking about it. And then that's when I started, like, taking a step back. I'm like, this is not you, like, at all. This is not you. And I, st- I, I started seeing the same patterns. I don't think it's a coincidence that the, that it's the only, the only other time that's really happened was a year ago. 
And I th- it's all rooted in indecisiveness and, and making tough decisions. I'm fine with making decisions on the daily, like no problems at all. But when it comes to big decisions that I don't necessarily want to do, that's when um, I would say that's when the indecisiveness definitely comes out. Because moving to L.A., not even a thought. I'm there. I'm there the first time. I'm there the second time. I'm there the third time. Oh, oh, should, we should all get a uh, we should all get a house in L.A. Well, I mean, I kind of know Mikey. I don't know Fez at all. Uh, I met Sebas once, but yeah, let's go to L.A. and look at a house. This house, boom. Yes, this one for sure. That's how easy it was to move to L.A. Because guys, I love that city so much. And honestly, I've been contemplating lately if it's even if it could be worth it just to pay the state tax of how much I love that city. But my thing is I don't want to pay the state tax on top of the sales tax, on top of these gas taxes, on top of all these taxes just to live there simply uh, for the massive amounts of regulation or restrictions that are on everything, you know, 15% uh, indoor dining they just did. And there's all this stuff while Florida 100% open and I'm basically getting free rent and the cost of living's way down and that's where everybody I know is moving, including everyone from California. So it only makes sense. But I know deep down in my soul, I'm going to end up in Los Angeles with a beagle. And that's where I'll be the happiest. A beagle, six kids, and a fucking wife. I'm calling it. I'm calling it. Mark this clip down for when, uh, for when I do that. Because um, it's going to happen. I just need to figure out the tax structure thing. Because for those of you who don't know, if you move to Puerto Rico right now and you live there for six months and one day out of the year, you pay 4% tax on all your income, which is insane for stock trading. Because think about it. Say my, my tax rate is 35% or whatever, including state tax. Let's say it's, okay, let's just say it's like 38%. Or what it could be soon is 64% uh, in California, but that's if you're, I think that's if you're over a million. But let's just say, for the sake of things, conservatively, 35% tax between all the state tax and um, national tax. If I buy a stock, say I put $100,000 in a stock and it goes up 20%, uh, say it goes up 100% tomorrow and I sell that stock, I didn't make $100,000. I made 65,000 because 35,000 of that is going to go to the short, short term um, capital gains tax, short term capital gains tax. Because if you sell with under a year, whatever that income is, it just falls under your tax bracket. If you hold it for a year, say I held it for a year um, and it went down, but it stayed at 100%, uh, and then I sell it. I didn't make $100,000, I made 90000 and I had to hold it for an entire year. And Puerto Rico, if I put 100000 if I was living in Puerto Rico, I put $100,000 on a stock, and it somehow went up 100% the next day, and I made $100,000, yeah, I didn't make $100,000, but I made $96,000, bitch, instead of 65000 which it would have been, uh, cons- that's a conservative estimate, Uh, in one of these United States. So you can see how that can snowball pretty quickly. If you make $10 million in a year, and let's say a conservative estimate in California is 50%, a lot of the, if you're making $10 million a year in California, you're paying more than 50%. Let's say it's 50%. 
you didn't make 10 million, you made 5 million plus all the things that you're paying uh, that's inflated in California. If you're in Puerto Rico, yeah, you didn't make 10 million, but you made 96 million. I mean, oh my, what the fuck? But you made 9.6 million. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> but you made my, so it's like literally you're, you just in one year in that example alone, if you made 10 million, you would save $4.6 million living in Puerto Rico. So, that's what my buddy, that's what a, a bunch of my friends actually just moved there. And I can see why. So I'm going to actually look into that. Because, like, if I can live in Puerto Rico for half the year and then live in L.A. with the other half, I'd be pretty happy just to say that. But at that point, I think I would need, like, a companion, uh, both in the form of animal and female, if you know what I'm saying. Because I don't want to live this life where I'm just, like, living by myself I mean, I've lived I've lived that life for like five years now where it's like I'm always moving. I'm always about to move somewhere. You know, I'm always about to move to L.A. or I'm always about to go to college or I'm always about to move back to St. Louis or I'm always about to move L.A. It's mainly L.A. and St. Louis my whole life. And then when I got to L.A., I'm like, finally, I can put some roots down. No, baby, you're coming back. So now it's just like. I, I like the fact I'm moving to Florida and Miami and it's going to be awesome and everything, but I still don't think that that's a place I could put roots down yet. And I think that at the end of the day is what bothers me the most down to my core um, because of that. Hold on. I know I do this a lot, guys. I'm sorry. I got to check the, the battery because since I recorded that podcast before, okay, 7%. Yeah, we should be fine. Since I recorded that one podcast before, I didn't want to, like, crap out in the middle of it. But um, this podcast will probably go on for, like, 40 minutes just because my buddy uh, Tristan is coming over. Um, Yeah, perfect. So, anyway, back to the subject at hand. Uh, Roots. Roots and indecisiveness. Like, I'm getting to the point where... I think, like, I um, I always live my life based on freedom. That was the goal from the start, location-neutral income automation. I used to drive Uber and talk to the passengers about how, like, I'm working on creating locate something I call location-neutral income automation, and I'm going to figure out a way. And we'd have a lot of great conversations about that. And I always thought that... Uh, Freedom was the number one thing in life, but I didn't understand what freedom was until I got it. And then I was like, okay, this is nice, but I still can't like do whatever I want whenever I want. I can't get the best food experiences and everything. So maybe freedom isn't the number one thing. Maybe living free isn't the most important thing because I ha- like a super happy married man with a family is not living free. But guess what? He's super fucking happy, you know? And even if he's like, you know, even if they're even if they're all location neutral income automated, what I'm saying is the structure of the family itself is he's not living free. Like he just can't like go to he just can't leave the family whenever he wants. Like the family has to come with him, but I'm saying there's a beautiful thing about that. There's a beautiful thing about having that structure in your life that you didn't know you need, but you need, you know, you didn't know you wanted, but you definitely need. And that's kind of where I've been feeling like lately. It's like, I think, especially since COVID hit, like, I, and even before COVID hit, like I, I was living too free, 
if that makes sense. Like, just way too free of, like, when you can do whatever you want every single day, it's it's eventually going to downfall. And not necessarily saying that I'm downfalling or anything like that, but I'm saying I've seen the effects of it in myself uh, of not having it, and I can definitely see the benefits of having it. So, like, I'm talking structure in, tor- in terms of a daily ritual, daily rituals and daily goals, you know, weekly goals and monthly goals and yearly goals and relationship goals and family goals and uh, philanthropy goals, um, uh, physical goals, emotional goals. That's structure. It may not be living free because, oh, you got to do this today or, and you got to finish this by the end of the week and you got to do this by the end of the month or you got to um, go to your girlfriend's dance recital or you got to pick up your kid from school or you got to take the dog out. Uh, you got you can't be out all day or you can't be out all night. You got to, you got that dog. And, um, these are all things that I never thought I've, I, I never thought I would want, but now I'm wanting them. Now I'm wanting them because I think we all need big, t- I think we all need structure in our life. And I think, I, I was wrong at the at the at the level of freedom that I thought I I need uh, uh, that I thought I wanted. I was dead wrong about that. The freedom that I now want is the freedom to choose how I structure my life, and that's why I'm so happy to be uh, to be at and just uh, to change my thinking in terms of just saying like, "Fuck everybody, I do what I want." Fuck everybody, I do what I want. That's how you start to isolate yourself like really quickly from everybody. And again, not necessarily saying that I did that, but I think I could see the path that I was on uh, towards doing that. Just because I've lived this life of being so free that I was free of care. I was free of, yeah, that's a way, good, good, good way to put it. Free of care. Free of care because I knew as long as I did my, did my work and made my money uh, and automated it all, that I would be happy because I'm making money. No, 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 no. Trust me. If you don't, if you're out there looking for that right now, it's not gonna just. That's not gonna make you happy. It's what it's. It's how you live your life. Because once you got the money out of the way, and you automated that, now it's in your hands to really structure your life on how you actually want to live. Not, not, not how you're gonna make more money. Not how you're gonna, you know, further yourself in something you don't want to even further yourself in or go further into, you know, nothing like that. It's, it's something super important to think about, especially if you got, for those of you who haven't gotten there or for those of you there now, like you can, there, I'm sure there's plenty of people that have gone through that where they just like, they forget that the point of having money is to live life the way that you actually want to live not just have the money so that you can do any there's there's a big difference between doing whatever you want and living the way you, that you want. I thought that I wanted to live by doing whatever I want. And then once I started doing that, again you learn from from experience more than anything, right? Uh that's when I learned that uh, you know, it it was fun. It was fun while it lasted, but I don't really see the value in living a life every day just to make money. Like I got to have more substance in there and I got to like when, when I, when I do something and I feel it down to the deepest 
parts of my bones and my soul, like joy and just so much happiness. That's how I know that I'm doing the right motherfucking thing for sure, for sure. And then I got to follow that. I got to follow that. Even if that route might not even make me a ton of, I got to follow it. I got to follow it. And by doing that, like what Umar Ashraf said on one of his stories when it came to trading, he says, you cannot have structured trading if you do not have a structured life. If And that's structure in relationships and in, um, in daily routines and all of this because if you have that structure in your life, you can apply that same structure or principle into trading or into anything you want to do in the future. You can just apply it to that. But you got to have that initial core structure in order to apply in other things. And that initial core structure is what you do on a daily basis and, and the relationships that you have. And so uh, putting, putting all this back into the topic of this podcast, indecisiveness, I've realized for myself it's the lack of structure that allows me to get in these weird funks where I have this massive, this like long period of indecisiveness of tough decisions. And speaking from the advice of someone who's gone through it, the best way is to just take one day and just decide that day. No going back on it, even though I kept going back on it because just listen, like I would just say, listen to your soul and just, and just follow that advice, follow whatever your intuition says and then be through with it. And then start doing something that you actually like to do or that you need to do or that you're supposed to be doing. And then that's going to snowball into, okay, now like that's going to like pull you out and then tug you along, you know, instead of just like letting yourself stay there for a while like me. I was like, God damn, it's such a weird thing. Like, so I, I'll, I won't apologize for being a fucking human, but I will apologize for just being just a little distance uh, while making this decision. Cause like, like Joey Diaz says, I feel like I'm mourning a life lost in Los Angeles. I feel like I'm mourning a life lost cause everything was setting up for me perfectly out there. It every day literally felt like I was in a fucking dream. And then it, the dream turned to a nightmare March 14th when I drove back, which was a year ago, two days ago, I believe three days ago. A dream turned into a nightmare real quick, and I was stuck in that nightmare for a bit. But there's been many, many, many great experiences for this past year. But then that gets back to the comparison thing I talked about in the last podcast about how, and when I and when I say we, I mean myself and anybody who gets in the similar things. We just can't be the we can't be comparing to the past because, guys, I'm already looking back, like to November, three months, four months ago. And being like, damn, those were some good-ass times. When I was going through those good-ass times, quote-unquote, I did not think so. I was like, damn, I'm just thinking about L.A. or whatever. I'm just thinking about back in the day. Or I'm like thinking about another trip or anything. The, mem- the moment will never be close to as good as the memory. So do not chase that memory. It's a fucking trap. I promise you. I promise you that. I promise you that. It's a motherfucking trap. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So just just remember that. Just remember that. Like the brain is a tricky thing. I I want to really want to li- uh, read more about psych on psychology and just how the brain works because it's so 
interesting how it kind of tries to lure you away and a lot of times like for me especially like i've i've noticed that it tries to kind of lure me away from happiness cuz i i just grew never really grew up understanding that feeling so like i'm kind of more comfortable being unhappy and on edge than i am being content and and uh and happy and so like i feel like my brain a lot of the times doesn't really know what to do it do with itself whenever it's like really happy so it it, it always tries to find a way to get me back into feeling unhappy because that's the only way that I've really known how to be. And so that's another thing I'm working on too. And I'm definitely way better than I used to be on that. On that note, let me fucking get up and check the battery. That would suck. Oh yeah. We're, we're more than okay. We're more than okay. Um, one thing I do want to apologize though is, Whoever, like some of the, there are some good questions. Sorry, <sighs> hiccups. There are some good questions on the advice from Scott at Gmail that I read in the last podcast, but I'm not going to go through because literally those questions were back in um, November and December because like I got a lot of questions. I just try to go through them on the podcast. I think maybe I'll figure out a way so that I can do uh, more recent questions and be fit but while still being fair to everybody i want to vet them properly so that you're not like waiting months so that's something i want to say but yeah i think uh this podcast went way better than the other one like i'm telling you i just didn't want to upload them i was a weird mood weird mood and i said many times so far it's like you guys this is the podcast especially these solo ones are just like you guys understand what's going on through my brain while the channel Scott Hilsey it's like oh, okay that's what he's that's what he's making but how is he feeling or how is he doing that's where the podcast is where you find that on these solo ones but the solo ones are definitely going to get shaken up a bit i got some badass motherfuckers coming on here soon especially when i move to florida whenever that may be but until then i'm just going to be working on a bunch of things like I'm definitely going to be launching some uh, dropshipping stores, but I'm going to be marketing it differently. Like, and that's one thing I guess I want to talk about too. It's like, um, I really don't like the the feeling I get when people tell me that I have to be doing e-com. So for those of you who don't know, I my I, I stopped dropshipping like three or four months ago, and I actually show the dropshipping store. I'm about to release this video on Saturday. Where I talk, I show the dropshipping store because I'm talking about social snowball with it integrated into that. Um, but yeah, I stopped dropshipping like three or four months ago just because I wanted to fo- like the trading. That's when the trading started like really working, and I was like, okay, and let me put my focus on this. And apparently that ruffled some feathers, but it's just like I never want to put my position. I never want to be in a position where people can tell me what to do. And so the more people were just piling on saying like all that stuff, it's just like it made me kind of want to like step away. That, but mainly just because I want to focus on on stock trading. So now I'm wrapping back into the drop into the drop shipping, but I'm I'm gonna be trying a different new techniques because nowadays with Facebook ads, it's a bit harder with the, with the iOS update and just all the things going on in there. And there's so many different tactics you can use, like influencer marketing, or definitely like uh, more unregulated places like Snapchat or more um, unattended to where a lot there's not a lot of competition. And all that. So that's what I'm going to be doing when I'm just, uh, when I'm waiting to move to Florida now. Like, I'm just going to be working on some drop shipping stores, but launching them in unique ways, like with influencers big time. Um, 
I'm going to be working on 5.0. I'm going to be updating simplified drop shipping so that the format's new. And then I'm going to be implementing, sorry, I'm going to be implementing some new tactics into that too. Definitely going to, it's going to be interesting for sure. It's going to be a big shakeup from what the normal updates for are, have been so far. And then I'm going to obviously be working on stocks, like big time stocks into the options trading and everything. The, uh, <sighs> Sorry about that. When I move, I think I'm just going to sell everything. I want to remove all memories that I had. Well, fucking holy shit. That sounded very harsh. I don't want to remove all memories, but I want to remove all association I have with St. Louis when I get to Florida, meaning that I don't really want to see too many things that remind me of St. Louis, i.e. my couch, my bed, all of this. Plus, it's so much more simple. I mean, maybe I'll take it with. I don't fucking know. All I'm saying is that I want to downsize. Like, I want to get rid of a lot of my stuff just because I don't like having a lot of stuff until I have an actual home to call home, like a house. That's my dream, guys. Just own a house. Maybe like San Diego or something. I think I would love that. Or no, probably more like Manhattan Beach. I really like that. I like that South Part, South Part uh, sort of thing. Pacific Palisades is pretty sick, but I don't know. The kids are a little, eh, you know. But Camilla's from Pali. She's not from Pacific Palisades, but she went to Pali. So there's that for sure, and she's one of my best friends, no doubt. Uh, but we'll see, guys. We'll see what happens from here. I need, uh, I'm just going to put in the work, enjoy it the moment as much as possible take advantage of this time that i spend in florida who knows how long it'll be people are like why don't you buy why don't you buy well first of all i ain't touching florida real estate right now like i've i've heard stories of people putting in a higher bid than they are the sellers even asking for and getting outbid by six people i've heard stories of houses selling in 30 minutes from listing I mean, these are all the components. I'm no real estate expert, but these are all the components of a bubble are paying way too high for stuff because I ran into someone on the elevator the other day and he was telling me a phenomenon that's happening right now is a lot of the initial people who moved from California and New York to Texas and Florida are now going back now that they're opening it up. So like these real rich people who can afford to like leave their home or whatever and move somewhere for a while. Now they're moving back. So it's like the, it's, I, th- I think he called it the re-exodus where like people are now going back to where they actually want to be. And I could see that happening for sure. I could definitely, I, and it, it, I feel like it's a matter of time because those, especially a place like LA, it's just like, it's too perfect. Now, unless they get a big earthquake, which that's bound to come. When I was in LA, um, Sebas was in his room and I was just sitting in the living room when all of a sudden I saw the chandelier start shake and dude, the whole fucking house started moving. That was the only time I've ever felt an earthquake. And I just ran outside, dude. And I ran outside and I look up and I'm like, yeah, we're fucked. We are so fucked if an earthquake hits like anything above like a 7.0 because not only is it full of electrical wiring that's just going to fall on you. But you got houses on houses that are just going to landslide right into you. So there's really no hope if you're in the hills and there's an earthquake like that. Uh, So that's why, you know, I guess that's a downside, but not to be too down. But yeah, that's how that's how it goes. 
That's how it goes. So let me get in some of these questions, guys. Let me get in some of these questions. I feel like I covered a lot right there. And again, sorry if you sent your if you sent your question um and I didn't get to it. I literally um went through a bunch of these yesterday, but now now we're getting into January and January and February and March are way shorter than than all the other ones. So I'm going to go ahead and read some of these guys, see what happens. Okay, I've answered this guy before. Okay, so some of these people have emailed me multiple times just because it's been such a long time since I've gotten to their question. Yeah, okay. All right, we got a good question here. Hey, Scott, love everything you do, and let's get straight to the motherfucking point. Oh, God. Whoa. Whoa. Scared me a bit. Number one, bias. No doubt bias is a very important factor on every decision we make. Could you elaborate how this could build or destroy your future? Yeah, easily. So if you have a certain outcome that you want in your life, I like to usually just use like you want to be a professional singer and you're very... um, structured person and like you know how you're going to get there you're going to do this and then you're going to do this and then you're going to do this you're going to do this or even like a if you want to be like a business owner or whatever if you have a bias towards a specific way to get to your goal that is going to be the downfall of you for sure because you say like picture like a big c like the letter c right and then like lines at the each corner of them. So it kind of looks like a scent sign, right? And so say the plan that you think is going to get you to where you want to go looks like you're going straight and then it forms a huge C and then eventually you get there and you go straight, right? If you, if you have bias towards this plan and you just disregard all other possibilities, you have you don't adapt while things are coming, you don't look for other opportunities, you're going to be on this road and you may die before you finish that C. But if you have no bias and you just go straight through, guys, you're going to get there way sooner. So you cannot have a bias towards anything in life. You got to have all people are the same. All plans are the same. I'm sorry, not all plans, but all opportunities that come to you are the same. Not one is going to... not like. And when I say the same, obviously they're not the same, but in terms of the way that you view them, you got to look at them from the same view site uh, because you never know which one's going to get you further. Not the one that you think already like two years ago, like when you got the opportunity was, but this might be a better way, i.e. like when a record label goes to sign you and nowadays, and you can see the traction, you see the money you're making and you do a little research and you thought a record label was everything and that's what was going to get you to your goal of being the biggest entertainer, entertaining singer in the world. But then you realize, I don't know, I don't know nowadays you can kind of just upload your own music and use TuneCore and everything. Independent might be the way. That's an example of what I mean. Question number two. I'm an introvert, motherfucker. Let's keep it a buck. <laughs> I was given a great opportunity, which was go door-to-door sales, and I regret missing that opportunity. How do you overcome regrets? I see it as a lesson. Hey, memory will never be as good as the moment. Guess what? The memory will never be as bad as the moment. I never really talk about that side of things. Like, if you you really regret it, 
are you really regretting it or does it just seem like a better opportunity and, and therefore a worse situation the farther it goes away? You got to remember, man, whatever you decided at that moment is your decision and how you felt. And it's obviously leading you to something different. Number three, manifestation without execution is hallucination. You talked about in your last podcast how you anti-manifestation. I completely agree. Can you talk about execution? Yeah, I mean, it's just like um, you got to work towards something while believing you're already there. That's it. And a lot of people just believe that they're there and they never work towards it. You got to work towards it while already believing that you've arrived. Never forget that work towards it part because that's super important. Here's another guy trying to pitch me his idea. Oh, that's funny. Mm. Um, this guy's asking if someone popped up out of nowhere and started asking me drop shipping questions. I mean, I, I got some, I'm Scotty strapped, so... If a guy popped out out of nowhere in my apartment, he's getting the buck 50 for sure, right to the dome piece. Um, uh, what does this guy say? Let's see what he, this, I, I, I try to read these quick so that there's not too much dead space, but I'll just go ahead and read it because it seems interesting. I'm the 16-year-old with the dreams. You replied mad late, but I ended up never taking the acid. Guy, good call. I don't know what I was thinking. Happy I didn't take it. When I was 11 to 13, I can lucid dream all the time, but ever since, the dreams have been feeling too real to the point that I can't lucid dream anymore. I started writing down everything I remembered, and the dreams are connecting. They're sending me messages. I don't know how to explain this, but every dream has a different lesson that solves the problems I have in reality. That would be a great theory on why we have dreams. But there's also a downside to them. The nightmares also feel too real. I get afraid of dreaming sometimes, so I just smoke weed when I don't, so I don't want to dream. But it's like a crazy ex I always come back to. Am I going to be like this the entire life? Dude, there's something you got to confront with yourself in those dreams. Kind of like watch the movie Inception. You got to confront, like the dreams represent what's going on inside. So not only do you have to confront what's in those dreams, you got to confront whatever those dreams are symbolizing to yourself. And then, then you'll be free. Um, and then you'll have happy dreams. But I wouldn't just numb it with the kush. I wouldn't just numb it with the kush. Hey, Scott, do you see yourself having kids and a family in the future? Yep. What do you, when do you think that will happen? I don't know. Six kids. Easy. Okay. This one looks interesting. Yo, Scott, I have, I've got a great question for you. Last night, someone in Michigan won the lottery. They literally went to sleep on an a as an average Joe and woke up this morning as a billionaire. First question, do you play? I do not. I, I bought scratch-off tickets I'm still like recycling through uh, for my family and Christmas, but that's it. Second, if you woke up tomorrow a billionaire, what would you do? Initial reaction plus how would you spend it? Well, 
Let's say, thanks for answering my question, bro. I am a big fan. I've been following you for the past year and couldn't be happy with you and all your success. Thank you again. Gang, gang. <laughs> like Theo Vaughn. Um, so if I became a billionaire overnight, the first thing I would probably do, pretending it's untaxed, this for the simplicity of all of this, let's go with $1 billion even. And I got that in cash. What would I do? Uh, well, first off, billion cash even. I would. I got this idea from my friend Charlie. Not my friend, my old boss, Charlie. Gather up all your family relatives, all of them, as extended as it gets, basically, so that there's no conf- uh, misunderstandings. And say, we're, hey, everyone knows, uh, you know, I won the lottery. Let's go on a big cruise and bring all the forms of debt that you're in, which means like your car payment, your car um, payments and balance, your mortgage, uh, loans, student loans, all of that. Bring any sort of debt that you have with you to this. And so I don't have too big of a family. So say it's like hundred people 50 to 100 people and that's that's if we start reaching big time so 100 people say the average debt between everybody was like 50,000 okay that's five million dollars right there so I paid off all their debt and then maybe like give them 10,000 each you know just in cash just to start just so that everybody that is in my genetics family line has zero debt and then they have an extra 10 piece right on the top just to start just to like to set them straight but these are under the pretenses of you can never ask for anything of me again like ever never come for me for money again ever i'm setting that record straight from the start i want to help them all out get them all out of the any debt that they're in so that any anything that happens from that day on, that's on them and they cannot come to me because it's going to happen when you win that amount of money with the lottery, right? So next thing I would do is I would probably buy a really crazy house in Los Angeles. And I won't even have to worry about taxes. Um, actually, I probably would in terms of what I'm about to do next, but... At this point, I won't have to worry about taxes, so I'll just buy that house. I'd probably keep it under $100 million, probably somewhere around like 50 to $60 million. And I'd buy a house there, and then I would probably buy um, like a $20 million house in Colorado, in Breckenridge, or somewhere around there. Yeah, Breckenridge. So now my personal real estate portfolio is somewhere around 80 million. Say, let's say I spent like five or how much was it? Six million. Let's just pretend now I got $910 million left. Okay. I would probably buy a couple more houses, maybe international. I need to do some international travel. I buy a jet for sure. Cause I've always said the price, if you want the skeleton key to the world, you, you gotta have a private jet. All like on staff with the pilots and everything. That's the skeleton key to the world. Where do you want to go right now? Name a place. Like I'm talking like a Drake seven sixty seven private jet that can make it to almost any destination, preferably a seven eighty seven. You know, 
probably not that. Actually, no, probably that. Probably like a 747. That'd probably be the best because 787, dude, that's a couple hundred million. I'm not about to do that. That'd be dumb. Like probably under 50 million for the jet. So now I'm still at like 800 million. I'd probably take uh, a couple, like a couple hundred million, throw it in Bitcoin and Ethereum and all that, just in case the markets collapse in the future. At least I got something up right there. Uh, not the markets, but like the whole downfall of like the banking system. Uh, 200, 300 million into that. And now I'm left with half a billion still. And damn, that, hard, that money would be hard to, to spend. Um, you know, I'd buy my, my, my personal family, everyone, a fucking mansion for sure. Get them a, a sick whip or whatever. Make sure they're straight. And yeah, when I said like pay off all the debt of everyone, I, I didn't, I meant like my extended family, my, my immediate family, spoil the fuck out of them, buy them all, make sure they're not working anymore. Or maybe, maybe that wouldn't be a good, maybe just buy them the house with, and they can't sell it, you know, because you got to, you can't like, if you just throw money at people, something bad is going to happen. And so um, I'd have to figure that out. And then with the the last half billion, you know, I'd probably buy a house at the Lake of the Ozarks. I really like that. That's a, if you guys ever seen the show Ozark, that was based on a lake right up the street from me, not right up the street, but like two hours. Uh, we have a house there. That's kind of where I grew up. And um, other than that, the rest of the money, I'd probably put a hundred million in the stock market or a hundred, probably a hundred million. And then the last, I'd, I would keep like a hundred million. No, I would keep like 50 million cash probably in my bank account. And then that last like 400 million, 350 million, that'd be all real estate. And I think that would set me up pretty well. So I got, you know, a paid off house. Oh, of course I buy. So I'd buy a, a LaFerrari, no doubt about it. I think I'd probably buy a huge, like a LaFerrari, a Bugatti, a large car collection that I probably spent at least $10 million on, but still like in the grand scheme of things with how much money there is, that's only fucking, that's not even 10%. Holy fuck. That's 1%. Adam. But that's what I would do. That's what I would do. Great question. Wonderful question. I'm going to wrap things up right here because I don't know how long this battery can last. And I think my boy Tristan is about to show up any minute. So, um, yeah, that's what I have to say. Comment 54 gang. Comment 54th Street gang, like that one restaurant chain, 54th Street, 54th Street gang in the comments if you made it all the way here. People who don't make it all the way here, we're like, what the fuck are these, are these idiots talking about? The fucking 54th Street fucking gang, what the fuck? Uh, but we know. We'll know. Thanks, guys. Peace out.